Hey everybody, it's your boy Buzz from Bulls on Tap and Socks on Tap, brought to you by ontapsportsnet.com. And I want to talk to you about something. These podcasts are now presented by Manscaped. If you're looking for the best manscaping products on the planet, go to manscaped.com and browse their awesome selection. The Lawnmower 3.0 brings you 7,000 RPMs of skin safe technology so you don't nick your balls or any other sensitive areas. Want to keep your boys fresh all day? No problem. Go and pick up the ball toner and deodorant so you're fresh all day long. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code ONTAP to get 20% off and free shipping and handling on all your manscaping needs. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome in to an emergency episode of Sox on Tap, an emergency of the good kind. I am Johnny Nani. We've got Tony Marchese with me tonight. We are talking about the signing of Liam Hendricks. Tony, how are you feeling, man? Johnny, I have to say, did not expect this one bit. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the microphone with you, though, talking about uh, some some positive news in in, in the White Sox offseason. Uh, this is always awesome when we get to break uh, break down some some recent news. D- did not see Liam Hendricks coming. Uh, I've got to cock my hat one more time for Alex Calame. Maybe we can we can do that together later and, and crack a beer uh, in, in memory of of Alex Calame's tenure as a White Sox closer. But man, I'm excited, Johnny. I'm excited to break this down. Let's get into it, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely pumped, Tony. Uh, this is a big splash, massive splash. Um, you know, the, the best closer on the market. That's the the bottom line. Uh, there was undoubtedly, um, I think MLB's Twitter account, they, they had run like polls for every position or something like that. And Hendricks just today, like maybe four or five hours before uh, this news was announced, was voted the top reliever in, in the whole game. So, um, you know, that just tells you caliber of arm that the White Sox got here. Let's I'll give out details and then we'll give out some reaction. So first of all, three year deal with a fourth year team option. Thirty nine million in the first three years. Both the buyout and fourth year option worth fifteen million. Fifty four million regardless of what the White Sox decide to do with that fourth year option. And then if the White Sox do decline that option, they'll be able to pay the fifteen million buyout over the course of multiple years. Those are the details from Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, James Fegan, uh, all the guys who helped break that thing. Um, Tony, I my first reaction is just fuck yes. Let's go. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh cool and tough signing. Uh I think that a lot of people were fawning over the idea of having Hendricks at the back end of this bullpen since uh you know the the offseason started and as a white Sox series yeah since the end of the a series although the Sox did get to did get to him a little bit um with credit to the white Sox lineup in that one but um and I, I just think he he brings another level uh to that back end and I, I can't slight my guy Calame and and what he did for the White Sox in that role, but you go out there and you sign the the top reliever in baseball. You sign him for uh, a, a deal where you could leave some money out there payable to him, even if he's not on your roster in four years. 
they paid the White Sox tax on this one, and they got the best reliever in baseball. I think that that's something that a lot of White Sox fans have been waiting for this team to do. Uh, It's not obviously the uh, $100 million-plus contract that a lot of people are still looking for, Johnny, but uh, you go and you get the top name that's out there, um, and you pay for them. Uh, that's that's a signal right there that uh, they mean some business, and I like seeing that. Uh, I know we had our uh, discussion about the Adam Eaton deal and how we felt that that went down. I feel like this is the exact opposite um, in, in terms of uh, how they approach their business on this one. And, and Johnny, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, absolutely. Good points made by you, Tone. Um, I'll start with something that you said at the beginning. Yeah, uh, not the slighter guy, Alex Calme. If you listen to Socks on Tap uh, throughout the past two seasons, you know how high we are on him. Cocktats are for closers, um, that whole deal. Uh, I'm kind of sad that'll be going away, but I think we'll get to a little more Alex Calame nostalgia. Um, just on, on this one, it's nice when... I feel like this is, you know, of course you're going to have detractors of whatever the move is, but this is generally universally accepted I, I would say amongst white Sox fans even if you don't agree with the term the deal the the length the exact dollar amount of it you can at least all agree that liam Hendricks is the best option on the market right now the white Sox nutted up signed him and that is a win now uh win over the next four years move um so i love it for that regard um you mean business that that's the that is another uh phrase that you use that i'll just steal right from you um because it, it's just the truth and uh it feels great to be able to say that about uh the chicago white Sox because for so long and even earlier this offseason when the adam eaton kind of shit tony larissa stuff um felt like that that may have not been the case but uh something like this uh just boost that mood way back up yeah i mean you look at the back end of this bullpen uh right now as it stands johnny and i think the most important thing that i have to to take from this move is we're not going to be trying somebody out in the ninth inning um there's not going to be a spring training battle for the closer role We're, we're going in to this season with a proven closer which is something that i asked for we're going in there with somebody who's not trying out for the first time, an Aaron Bummer or a Cody Hoyer or a Garrett Crochet or a Michael Kopech, whatever the, the crazy, uh, you know, hot topic of the week is uh, for White Sox closer. We, we've answered the questions. We've shut that door. There's no more uncertainty there. I think that's very important going into the season. You have so many weapons at the back end of this bullpen that we saw last year uh, start to emerge. And, and now... You've got one of the arguably best bullpens in, in baseball, and we know how important that is coming from that A series to to have these guys in those positions. And, and for as much as we will praise the job that Alex Colome did in the ninth inning in, in save situations, I think another thing that we'll get from the Hendricks signing is a guy who is a nasty reliever that can do more than just close out a ball game. Um, He's a viable back end of the bullpen piece. Uh, And I think that just the way that he misses bats compared to Colome is going to provide just a little bit of extra sureness and a little bit of an extra edge in those ninth inning tie ball games versus a guy like Colome would provide to you there. Um, And it's just going to be a fun time watching him Close down ball games, Johnny, when we're in the stands uh, this coming year, man. 
I can't wait. The the certainty is going to be great. I mean, you felt, for the most part, at least I think here at Sox on Tap, we felt fairly confident with uh, Kalame, but like you had said, uh, that ability to miss more bats. I mean, this guy's a career uh, 9.5 F4 uh, over his seasons from 2011 uh, until uh, 2020. So, um, you know, the peripherals, uh, the you know, uh, other people can go and break those down in every little thing. I think uh, that has happened um, throughout the offseason. We're just waiting for any signing uh, hot stove news to happen. Um, but beyond that, Tony, um, I really love the fire that this guy brings to the mound. You see all the wild celebrations and he's always pumping his fists and, uh, you know, celebrating his strikeouts. And, uh, there was a video that, that was, uh, from pitching ninja, I believe, or he's talking about, he's like, yeah, I'm an egotistical maniac when I'm on the mound. I like to feel like I'm pretty, you know, uh, relaxed, uh, off of it in a, you know, humble, uh, or in the clubhouse and whatever. But he said, when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy and I'm going to beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Yeah. I mean, that's a badass attitude right there. I mean, that's what you want in a closer. I want an animal. I want somebody who's just out there. Fuck the world. I'm getting this job done and, and I'm closing this ball game out. And, and you saw that, uh, when uh, when we saw Hendricks, we saw we've seen that from Alex Colomay. We've seen it from from closer in, closer out. You know, down to the to the best of the game in Mariano Rivera. Uh, it just takes a certain mentality, Johnny, to close a ball game out, and and I'm I'm happy. Um, this is this is the next best thing, and maybe even a step up from what we've had uh, in Alex Colomay. So this is, I mean, dude, when it comes down to it, the White Sox got a lot better today than they were when we woke up this morning and that's just fucking awesome uh, being a Sox fan and, and knowing that uh, we have that certainty in the ninth inning still. Yeah, absolutely. Tony, when you're looking at recent trends for um, Hendricks, I mean, the, the last two years have really been standout um, for him and he saved 25 games in 2019 and then 14 uh, in the shortened campaign. So I think that, you know, the numbers uh, just speak for themselves there. Um, it's exciting. Like you'd said, the white Sox are much better now than they were at the beginning of the day um and it's just a huge strength you know people are going to be talking about it's going to be an mlb network segment in the morning we're recording this on the night uh that the news dropped january 11th monday on tuesday morning guarantee first hot topics going to be oh man the white Sox have this thing locked down they got crochet they got bummer for the ace there's setup they got hendrix now best closer in the game um i love hearing that shit about um our favorite team because first of all it means that we are most likely going to be winning a lot of games uh, in the upcoming years. And then also gives me great sound bites to use in the White Sox ballpark mix volume three. Yeah, I mean, great points there. Can't wait for ballpark mix volume three, Johnny. And, and in fact, as soon as this signing was announced and I saw it coming through my phone, that's the immediate thing that I went to was ballpark mix volume one because Man, I, I don't know about you, but when the White Sox do make a signing over the offseason, and, and this has happened uh, last last offseason and this one now, um, and I'm specifically talking about the Asmani uh, Grandal and even the Edwin Encarnacion signing, and, and this one definitely for sure, I get excited to get back to the ballpark and watch these guys play. Like I, I Right now, I am so ready for opening day uh, and, and just whether or not we're in the stadium uh, and the home opener or we're watching it from home. I'm just excited to see this team on the field right now because they've improved. Um, we don't get many victories like that over the offseason, and it's important to celebrate these, Johnny. 
uh, I agree with you 100%. And then is there going raw reaction here? Um, for whatever, I think, you know, this past year uh, can maybe through a bunch of other uh, people on this train of thought with me. Um, but I- I've never liked the Oakland A's from growing up. Um, just it seemed like the White Sox got their ass beat all the time uh, when they were out there. And I'd, you know, be a kid staying up late to have to go to school the next morning still. But um, it was like it was a waste for staying up because the game would be over by like the fourth inning when we played Oakland. So taking away someone from Oakland, I know he's a free agent and he wasn't going to sign back there. But him being in that A's uniform since 2016 and us seeing him obviously being an uh, American League opponent, um, that makes me feel good. I like that. Oh, yeah. Fuck the A's and fuck the Oakland Coliseum. I, I've, I've always hated when the Sox go there. I've always hated um, getting my ass beat by the Oakland A's. Same thing, Johnny. Uh, just as a kid watching some of that uh, take place, um, the, you start to grow a hatred for that team. And I think it was hard for me just as a White Sox fan watching us get beat out there um, in Oakland because it was just it was just memories that you just start to get drawn up. Uh, watching Oakland beat us, and especially uh, guys like Hendricks that just go out there and are so lethal. Um, I, I like it. I know it's not a direct steal from Oakland, but uh, I'll, I'll still count it as one with you, and, and I would definitely uh, crack a beer to that one. I, I think it's just association because mm-hmm. it's just been in that green and gold uh, for so long. So um, that's just kind of where I stand on reaction. Um, Everything looks just... better in black and white anyway, Johnny. Exactly, exactly. Um, I just can't uh, get over the, you know, the, the emotion that, that he's going to bring. You talk about making baseball fun, changing the game. Um, this is a signing towards their marketing department too. Yes. Um, as much as it is for on the field. And obviously that's the priority and the focus here. Uh, but, you know, think about all the things that the White Sox social media team can do, uh, the promos that they can run, uh, the graphics that they can have, uh, the reaction videos uh, from Hendrick celebration. Um, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to see these. Can't wait to see him, Johnny, and I think the most important thing that I can't wait to see are fireworks behind him after the final out of the ball game. Yes. Because I love fucking fireworks, man. I love fireworks. Who doesn't? Yeah. You're not a White Sox fan if you don't love fireworks, so... Um, yeah, uh, Tony, I think, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of Liam Hendricks hype here, but, um, th- this spells the end, uh, for Alex Calame uh, on the South side of Chicago. So, um, given uh, our stance on Alex Calame uh, and how big of supporters we were of his, uh, I think it's only right. Uh, we send him off by, uh, cocking the hats right now. Oh yeah. Cocked hats are for closers. So I think you had a couple points um, underneath this one. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Cocked hats are for closers. Um, I just want to officially say that uh, um, anybody who did not like Alex Calame can go fuck themselves for one minute here. He has been a awesome addition to this White Sox team and, and closed out ball games and did his job to the best of his ability uh, during his time here. I think that uh, if the Sox whiffed on Hendricks, they probably would have gone back to Alex Colome and brought him back, and we would have been just fine. I have, I have no doubt in my mind uh, that you'd get another one to two solid seasons out of Alex Colome. Um, I've seen a few things on Twitter uh, where people are advocating for Alex Colome to come back um, and that the Sox should still re-sign him. I am actually going to put myself firmly in the camp not to do that. Uh, One of the reasons why we loved Alex Colome so much here, and we've kind of touched on that uh, a little bit here today, uh, but in episodes uh, prior, was that Alex Colome 
uh, got the job done in save situations in the ninth inning. He is not a good setup guy. I, I don't want Alex Calame as my setup guy. I, I don't want him anywhere near the eighth inning or non-save situations. Uh, that's just not his bread and butter. Uh, so unless you're making Hendricks your eighth inning guy, which I don't think anybody on this show would advocate for, uh, there's no reason to bring Alex Calame back. That said, there is one team that I'm worried that Alex Calame may end up at, and that is the Minnesota Twins. And if the Twins do sign Alex Calame, I do think we have a problem. I think that the Twins are in the market to sign him, um, and that I would hate that. It would break my heart. And uh, Johnny, uh, I, I just I don't know how I would live in that world. When you brought that up the other day, uh, you sent a message to me and Kinsler, I believe, and you had, you know, the the first word that came out of your mouth was fuck when it was just twins showing interest in Elks Calme. Um, and uh, I agree with you. It would be a tough pill to swallow uh, to see him in those ugly uh, blue, red, and whites there um, and not in black and white pinstripes as we're so used to seeing over the past two years um, with certainty uh, in the ninth inning. So, um, yeah, I, I would be disappointed to see that. Uh, I'm glad we got our guy, and I'm with you in the camp that um, I would not bring back Elks Calame here too. Um, it's time now. You got your big piece in the bullpen. That's excellent. It is time to go and fill out the, you know, uh, the remainder of what you need here. Um, and those resources should be directed towards, you know, where you're going for a DH-ish role. Uh, if you're getting a utility guy that can serve in that role, a Michael Brantley, uh, that's still on the table. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, but either go way, get what Nelson else Cruz. You? Yeah, there you go. If they're going to take Calum, we'll go take get Cruz. Nelson Cruz. You want to you want to give a middle finger to the Twins? Go get Nelson Cruz. There you go. One year, two year deal. Go get Nelson Cruz. Give him give him a couple million dollars to come hit some dingers here. And even if it doesn't work, one one year, two year deal. Cut him halfway through the season. Bring up Andrew Vaughn and let's ride. But go. I, I think Johnny and, and without even asking the question here, um, I started to answer it. But uh, I'll I'll phase it back to you. Where do you want to see the Sox spend some money next, and, and who do you want them to get? And my my first off the bat is Nelson Cruz. You mentioned some Michael Brantley stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ, DJ LeMayhew is intriguing to me. I think the Sox still have some room to work some trades out there. Uh, I, I, I see that as less likely. That's just me. Uh, but uh, where are you at with this? I mean, I would. I don't think any baseball fan anywhere would dislike the idea of getting DJ LeMahieu. But yes, once again, we keep uh, expectations real here. That's uh, probably not likely. Uh, I think he still, even though there's some rift right now, he probably still ends up back uh, with the Yankees. Uh, I would imagine they work that thing out uh, before spring training gets underway. Um, but yeah, th- th- that option that I mentioned, I-, I really like Michael Brantley. When you're talking about a reliable bat. Um, and what you've already put in place there, you've got Eaton as, you know, guy who can play defense. Brantley's not um, at that stage in his career where he's giving you, you know, stellar defense anymore. Um, there's some injury concerns with him, too. Um, but I, I just love the bat. I mean, it's consistent. It's proven. And uh, he's got experience in the playoffs winning. Uh, he had more veteran leadership to that room. Um, I would love it. So uh, I'm kind of in that alley, but I totally uh, would not be opposed to Nelson Cruz uh, signing either because we've seen firsthand what he can do to baseballs especially on the south side of chicago like if there was one guy in the al central over the last few years that i dreaded coming to the plate besides max kepler it was nelson cruz 
Got I don't know how team. you feel about Max Kepler, but all my homies fucking hate Max Kepler. Yeah, that's one too. JK, got to throw that one out there just because. Um, but then, obviously, Nelson Cruz, I believe, in 2019, had like a three-home run game against us, and it was fucking embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, I'm over the fucking embarrassing performances from the White Sox. Uh, I think we're we're going to be well out of that um, phase for the next few years here, Johnny, and that's uh, just an excellent feeling. Um, especially uh, with what we've seen on the north side of Chicago. This is, the baseball in the city is going to run through the south side for uh, the next foreseeable future, at least the next four or five years here. And uh, it's just a great time to be a White Sox fan, Johnny. I'm excited to get back to the ballpark. I'm excited to get back to Lot B. I'm excited to watch Lance Lynn and Dallas Keuchel just strut their stuff and their beautiful beards in front of the rest of the AL Central and lead the White Sox to a division title and a World Series championship uh, in the next uh, two years here, Johnny. I- I'm just, I'm stoked, man. I- I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little bit here. Might be a little buzz on tapish, uh, but I think that they have the foundation. Just go, like you said, go finish this. Add a little bit more and put this thing over the top. I mean, what you just said is uh, giving me some, you know, chills, making my uh, hair stand up a little bit here. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's hard to argue with uh, the personnel that they have in place, the young core uh, getting another, you know, uh, year to mature. Uh, they got some valuable experience last year, even if it was a shortened season, um, even though the playoffs were only three games, uh, they can say they've been there. They've been there at least once, uh, even though it wasn't the outcome we all wanted um, that culminating with the just the immense level of talent that's there um so exciting to be a white Sox fan right now so um i'm pumped and uh the other thing is too this helps you towards something that you said winning the division um and that's going to be huge because i as things stand right now players association isn't going to budge they want that full season they want 100 percent of the salaries they said they won't take anything less um understandable after getting what 37 percent last year uh they got fucked last year so they don't want that to happen two times around um they're pushing for that bob nightingale reported that rob manfred told teams uh to expect a full 162 game season with uh spring training uh starting in mid-February, uh, as it normally does. So that also takes all the other uh, wacky shit that happened last year off the table. Um, that DH rule, that's just, you know, one of the factors in it. But then the expanded playoffs, too, would go back down um, to the regular 10 teams. Um, so what the White Sox did this year, slipped and fell, pissed it away, even fell behind the Indians, they would have missed the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that that's something that uh... – a lot of people don't really take into account uh, that that last week collapse there, Johnny. Uh, we can't see that happen this year. That That's not going to be acceptable. Um, I, I think that uh, Tony La Russa is actually going to be able to keep this team in it a little bit better than Ricky Renteria, hopefully. Uh, I don't have to eat my words on that one. Uh, but, you know, I think that uh, this team is just a lot more set up for success in deep runs. You've now added... Uh, another closer uh, to the mix who's been there, done that. You've added Lance Lynn. Um, he's been there, done that. Uh, you've got a manager who has taken a team to a World Series championship before. Uh, there, there's just a little bit more experience around this ball club uh, that we had last year 
And I think that that's going to pay its dividends. And I think that uh, that's a, a good strategy from the White Sox bringing in some of these guys uh, with that pedigree. You can even add Adam Eaton to that list, Johnny. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I'm, I hate to say it because we've been so so negative on that signing, but uh, that that's another guy who, who has been there and done that. Uh, and they've added him this offseason. Um, good point there. You know, people forget it's easy to just look at it and think of him as a former White Sox. Um, they're doing the reunion shit. It's a Jerry signing, whatever. Uh, but he did he did win a World Series in uh, Washington. So uh, I think that it can be lost in the shuffle a little bit when talking about that and some of the acquisitions that were made uh, over the soft season. So, um, Tony, I, I don't really have too much. Um, if you have final thoughts, we can get those out and then uh, get some shout outs and wrap this thing up. No final thoughts other than uh, what I said before. The White Sox got better today. It's a good day to be a White Sox fan. Um, if you're listening to this in the morning, it's still going to be a good day to white, be a White Sox fan. Uh, this team is uh, actually uh, somewhat putting its money where its mouth is. It's it's nice to see Jerry spend some, some cash. A lot of people thought that this team was going to roll into the year uh, experimenting at the closer role uh, and that there was nothing left in this offseason. It's a pleasant surprise. Um, it's it's great to be talking about this. I think Hedricks had plenty of suitors uh, and and potential landing spots that were not the South Side of Chicago. It's awesome to see him wind up here. Um, let's celebrate this one. I mean, this is a, a, an off season win, but those those come few and far between. So uh, it, it's nice to celebrate that. And Johnny, it's always awesome to talk White Sox baseball with you. Uh, hopefully, we get to do this again soon before spring training. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Uh, my final thoughts, uh, White Sox got better today. Uh, Liam Hendricks is cool and tough from his performance on the field to uh, the emotion that he shows on it as well. Um, another thing, add Land Down Under to your playlist. I've got it on the White Sox playlist. You could probably expect to hear that in the White Sox Ballpark Mix Volume 3. Um, so let's get to some shout-outs. Um, I feel like I might be stealing one of yours, but now that we got an Aussie closer, Aussie Sox fan, and you're still the coolest uh, um, Aussie on White Sox Twitter. So that's that was a White Sox sale who put that out. Um, quote tweeted our article um, with breaking the Hendricks news um, and said that, and we agree with them. So yeah, Aussie Sox fan, shout out. God damn it, Johnny! Always stealing, always stealing the shout outs. I was hoping you didn't see that one, but uh, uh, you're logged into the same Twitter accounts I am, so uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw it too. Uh, that was my shout out as well. Um, uh, Jason, what's up, man? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sure you're happy to have another Aussie, uh, on the South side of Chicago, uh, with you and, uh, Hey man, let's, let's crack them to some White Sox future victories. Uh, this season man i'm I'm just i'm so excited for this that that wraps it up here uh for the land down under episode of socks on tap season two episode 56 uh if you enjoy the podcast please go subscribe rate review wherever you listen to podcasts we'd really appreciate it um and then make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs tony that does it for this show let's close it down white Sox. white Sox forever forever